0: Hello, and welcome to the Climate-Friendly Travel Podcast, where, each episode, we speak to the great and the good of the global travel and tourism industry to learn more about what they're doing to ensure that the principles of climate-friendly travel are being advanced. I'm Jed Brown, your host for this week's episode, and in today's episode I'm joined by Wera, who is the founder and director of Five Pillars Experiences in Bali. Wera founded Five Pillars in 2015 with the mission to curate inspiring and responsible travel experiences that celebrate the allure of rural communities, diverse cultures, and pristine natural environments in Bali and beyond. I was keen to learn more about the work of Five Pillars from Weera, and took the opportunity when we met up in Bali recently to record this podcast live and in person. Enjoy. So Weera, wonderful to have you on the podcast, and uh, it's wonderful to be here in Bali as well.
1: Thank you so much yet for inviting me for this uh, wonderful day podcast, and yeah, I'm excited to share with today.
0: So look let's get let's get straight to it tell us first of all a little bit about yourself and about five pillars in particular
1: thank you so my name my Balinese name is I Butu Wiraguna people call me Wira I'm Balinese I'm from West side of Bali from rural area so I'm actually a farmer before since my 18 years old and then I involved in hospitality before as a waiter but become Waiter in Bali as a young people, I felt that, you know, why the Balinese people only work in tourism? Why the young people, they only go to the city to work in tourism? Since then, in 2014, I I motivate myself on how I can support more young people to be not just focused on tourism, but beyond that. Mm -hmm. They can be a businessman or they can be, you know, working in a startup and things like that. And I involved myself in the youth skills development in 2015. I developed my own foundation at the time. And starting I go to rural area to develop this youth skills development in rural area. But by the time I met with so many young people and they're, you know, they still want to explore themselves. But again, like while I'm doing this young community development, I met with so many local initiatives, like in the villages, like, which is they already doing the really great things in the village. And then I started to think, why not I can just focus with them instead of um, developing a new reinvent wheel, right? Mm-hmm. And then I, I talked with a lot of the local community at the time in very different subjects from, you know, a local entrepreneur, farmer and things like that. And I start to realize on, you know, like a lot of commun- a lot of international visitors who come to Bali, they actually want to see them, they want to learn about them. And I start to realize, oh, I can help something with this kind of you know, uh, opportunity by people coming to Bali and then I can take people to learn about this local initiative. And start from there, I developed uh, one of the social enterprises called bipolar experiences and then basically we are right now focusing on, you know, ethical tourism in Bali where we're creating a lot of impact experiences in rural area all over Bali with, we we supporting a lot of uh, local initiative like you know like how we can learn about uh, conservation you plant you know like forest planting or even you know you learn about owl conservation and you learn how the villager training the owl to support the farmer to catch a mouse for example really so there are plenty of those things that we created to support this local initiative. And we kind of bridge from the global visitor who come to Bali. Not just about outside; they come to the place, they take picture, they go home. But it's more about how you can connect with the people, hear the story, and get inspired, and of course, giving back to the community.
0: Absolutely love that, Vera. Love that so much because that's what we're you know that's what we're all about really. It's it's about experiencing the the the, the, the true destination, and 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 that's the culture and, and the people and the you know, meeting the local artisans and I just love I love that you took that approach. So how long how long ago did you set up Five Pillars?
1: Yeah, so in the beginning it was called Five Pillar Foundation in two thousand fifteen. Mm-hmm. I developed that foundation but of course in the foundation I cannot really freedom because mm-hmm. I like freedom, you know, I like helping more people and of course you know I need to hire people and then by the time in 2019 I developed the uh, limited which is like the business legality now I have two legality uh, which is in 2015 is foundation and 2019 is the enterprise legality and now I merged them become a social enterprise so it's like a pure social business that we creating this business of tourism initiative
0: to support all of this local community wow that's absolutely incredible and what now tell me what are, the, what are the five pillars? Why is it called five pillars?
1: Right, so the five pillars basically stand for five value of our name. So first is an economical concept, which is the economy. Mm-hmm. The second is the community, which is the people. The third is about the nature and the environment. The fourth is about the social and the community. And the fifth is the culture, how we live. So basically the five pillars stand for whatever you do, in terms of program, you know, product, or movement, yes, you can make income, but in the same time, how you can support people? Okay, yes, you can support people, you help people, you help women, but if you, you don't have income, if you don't have education, you're unsustainable, right? Yeah. Same things like we do a lot of this in the village. Oh, please collect the trash. But if you don't educate them, if you don't if, you, if they don't have money for you know for themselves, they will not sustain. They may be just for one one movement and that's it. So that's why it's need to be balanced. That's what we hope for. In terms of sustainable tourism is also about balance. How you can, you know, s- still, you know, make income out of this tourism, but at the same time this tourism will be impacted. The community around educating the people and also protect the preserving environment
0: and nature. I love that. We, you know, we, we've been at this this wonderful event here in Bali for the past two days, and we've been talking about all kinds of elements of sustainable tourism right. and responsible tourism, climate friendly right. travel, and low season tourism, and all right. of this kind of stuff. And an expression came up, and I spoke to you before offline, and I was saying I'd never heard this expression before. It's called tree tree karana. Tell us a little bit about that for those people who don't know about it.
1: Yeah, sure, sure. So basically as a Balinese here, I represent, of course, you know, the one of the philosophical of Bali that we usually... I mean, it's a, real, it's, a it's a, daily life of our philosophical life. We call it Tri Hita Karana. Mean, tri means three, which is a tiga, mm-hmm. we call it. Hita means harmony, and karana mean cause. So three cause of harmony. So basically, the first is called it's the human relationship with the universe on how we respect, you know, the spirit, you know, the the, the the energy of this universe. So our implementation is through a ceremony, there are a lot of rituals, there are a lot of offering and things like that, so that you will see in Bali. The second one is Pawongan. Pawongan is your relationship with the human, which is our culture is based on people. So we are very strongly connected with with each of our people so we have a very strong community we have very strong communal work even though it like implementation in Bali for example if there's someone a marriage you need if you are in the community you need to be able to attend those marriage if you are not attend they will not attend your ceremony so mm-hmm. it's like a very you know vice versa kind of like relationship so that's why we need to be really connected with the people in Bali. the third one is for had made your with the nature with the environment so we implemented this relationship because Bali since thousand years ago we are agriculture island we are we have a lot of rice field we have we are we are depend ourselves with water so that's why before Hinduism we call ourselves water religion because without water we cannot irrigate our farm we are, we, we cannot live with it so that's why all of these three uh, connection when you know spirit, human, and nature is implemented into our daily life, and that's make Bali itself
0: right now beautiful. I love that. I love that. And like, it's interesting just to see how your your business model actually fits in as well perfectly with to Kelana, which I think is is very very cool. With regards to the experiences that you offer to your guests, right. um, give us some examples of the kinds of experiences because you mentioned them to me offline before. Yes. And I think they sound absolutely amazing. I mean it's it's really about immersing yourself into it the Balinese is. culture. Give yes. our listeners a few examples of the kind of experiences that you offer.
1: Sure, sure. So of course right now we have sixteen local hero that we work with each of those local hero they do have a impact experiences that we created with them for example in the central bali area close by Ubud we we worked with one of this lady They're a young young farmer actually she just fighting with her father last time because her father want her to be a farmer but the the father want to want her to be a office worker but she only want to be a farmer and then when we met her her motivation is actually she won farming area similar as office area. officer So that's why we're creating in these experiences where we come there we learn on how she harvesting the vegetable, we learn you know she making the herbal medicine we met her mother we cook with, together with her mother beside her house she has a very beautiful water fountain water sacred water fountain we get you know holy blessing there with a the water blessing and then there are another experiences where we actually learn about the owl training uh, with the villager so basically it's an owl village where you come there you learn about how this villager trained the owl to help the farmer to catch a mouse so it's it's a it's a very unique way so when you come there you actually really see the owl they trained the owl to catch a mouse and then when when it's success for three to six months they will release the the owl then they go around the village to catch a mouse to save a thousand hectare of rice field yeah. so there you actually really observe how the owl you know have a baby flying around the villager and then you will see you will also see like dragon fly around but the point of this movement is actually not just about the owl it's about how this villager bring back the nature work because it's right now we only based on you know uh, you know technology or we based on you know what, what's modern right but we forget how does the nature work so when we bring the visitor there they will learn about you know how they you know how they, they will drink like the red rice tea for example they will learn how dragonfly are you know putting the larva or they will learn about you know their water irrigation the real malinous rice and things like that so it's more engaging, inspiring, and deeply immersed.
0: Wonderful. And again, you know, we're getting that sense of it's about being in harmony with nature. But also I love how, you know, through working with these local farmers mm-hmm. and artisans, you are, of course, protecting and preserving your right. cultural heritage, Yes. which totally, totally. is so important. And I think that often gets overlooked at times, but that's such a huge, huge important part of it, because as well, that's, that's the reason why that's the reason why we come to Bali, because we want to understand the cultural heritage. And I think you're allowing your guests to experience that cultural heritage firsthand, but then also ensuring that there's a livelihood for it the is. people that are engaging in those practices, so that that cultural heritage can continue, hopefully, for many yes. more generations.
1: That's what we actually aim for. Our biggest goal is basically on how, let's say, next 10 years you come to Bali, they are still there. you know they often make it better and you know impact more people so that's what the sustainability that we hope for you know there will be ongoing you know uh, positive impact happening through this kind of project so that's why right now the key most important work that we do is building good relationship with this local initiative and of course how we support each other. So that is our main goal in the future. With this kind of ethical tourism initiative, we hope by bringing more global equity and also on how we can educate more local people on how to move forward into this sustainable
0: tourism initiative. Absolutely wonderful. And of course you have signed up to the Sonex Registry right. recently. And thank you very much for that and your commitment okay. to, to climate-friendly travel. And we can say as well, you know, we we were here in Bali to announce the launch of the Climate Friendly Travel Club and I think we've come to an agreement that we're going to be able to showcase your experiences to all of our members on the Climate Friendly Travel Club, which I think is just wonderful because the experiences sound absolutely out of this world and I think it's great for us as the Climate Friendly Travel Club. to to play a role in in supporting you, but also supporting your amazing efforts in terms of sustainability, but also that protection and preservation of cultural heritage as well. Um, And it's it's, it's something that we're very proud to do. We are at the end of our time for this very short podcast, uh, but I want to say it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. Lovely to actually meet you face to face. It's so nice (laughs) to be recording podcasts face to face for a change rather than via Zoom. It got a little bit noisy in the middle, but yeah, I think we managed okay. to we managed to work it through. A bit. But for now, thank you so much, and looking forward to learning more about the experiences as we move forward.
1: Yeah, I mean, thank you so much, Ken, for from the CFT. I inspire a lot from you know how you actually build the ecosystem to really help each other here because we cannot walk alone. Of course, we need to walk together. You know, to to build this, you know, movement because otherwise uh, the thing is will not run by themselves, you know, so we need to really take action from now. So I'm so happy and I'm so honoured to be part of this movement and I hope that we can work on going and then, and then also create a positive impact for the future of all of us. Thank you.
0: So there you have it. Huge thanks again to Weera for sharing his insights with us today. And if you'd like to learn more about Five Pillars' experiences, and indeed see the wonderful work they're doing in local communities, then please do visit fivepillarsexperiences.com. And you can join WERA, Five Pillars Experiences, and hundreds more like-minded people and organisations by joining Climate Friendly Travel, and indeed become an ambassador by signing up to join the Sunex Registry at climatefriendly.travel, or email us at info at Com. But that's our show for this week. Thanks so much for your company, and remember when it comes to climate-friendly travel, every small step forward is a giant stride when we all step together.